two, one. Are we live? I think we're live. All right, here we go. Show. I'm your host, Johnny Kenny. Let's get this podcast started, baby. Oh, yeah. Team Truth. Pro Human. Pro Earth. The podcast of the people. That's what we're doing, baby. Everybody. Let me clear my throat. All right, everybody. Let's get started. We got some killer news today. And. Pun kind of intended, because today we are talking about a topic that we now have covered for like three shows, including consecutively. The first one was on March 2nd, 2023, episode 161. You can go listen or watch episode 161, one of those popular episodes we ever did, labeled how WEF's simulated cyber attack could impact you. Okay? That is, uh, that was the episode that we first talked about it. And then yesterday, uh, we talked about it. Um, we talked about it with the NASA warning and all this just crazy stuff coming in from everywhere. So, um, so here it is. This is, this is, uh, I'm showing it on my screen. So if you're listening, you can't see it, but it's called cyber polygon again, episode 161. Go listen. So where do we start with this? So first let's start with what exactly I'm talking about. So pro I'm going to play a video that they put out. Okay. I can't 100% verify this. So this, this is the first podcast. I'm going to say confidently that we're ahead of our skis on this one, that if we get this right, this podcast is going to break loose. This is going to be, this is going to be legendary. If this is actually correct, this one is, we can't say this is hundred percent correct because I can't verify the message, but I'm relaying the message and you take it for what it is. Okay. Pro Russian hacktivist group Killnet, Anonymous Sudan, and Revol announced their plans to take down the entire European banking system within the next 48 hours. This is today, okay? 6-14-2023. Quote, this is not a DDoS attack. The games are over. This is a quote. No money, no weapons, no Kiev regime. This is the formula for the death of Nazism, and it will work. Close quote. And then continuing with a quote, within 48 hours, we are launching this global company. Nothing will save you. And this is not a warning. I am just informing you have never seen such problems before. Now, before I play their message, I want you to remember that we've been warned by President Biden about this. So um, this is from Axios. This is from February 3rd, 2023. Uh, pro-Russian hacktivist group is only getting started, experts warn, you know, like getting getting you primed for the attack, right? We've seen a lot of this, okay? This is from Insider Paper. It's been reported, uh, it's actually reported from Reuters on June 12th. Just in, Americans should prepare for cyber sabotage. Chinese hackers are all but certain to disrupt American critical infrastructure such as pipelines and railways in the event of a conflict with the United States. A senior U.S. cybersecurity official said, Reuters reports. Okay. But I do want you to remember that Biden warned us. So I pulled up the clip and this is from NBC news, uh, on, uh, on YouTube, but this is a clip, uh, Biden stumbles on his words here and there, but please listen to this before we play the video from the, the hackers. This is on uh this is a minute 38 seconds. Okay. This was Biden. 
Take a listen. Listen closely. Okay. Look, today my administration issued a new warnings that based on evolving intelligence, Russia may be planning a cyber attack against us. As I said, the magnitude of Russia's cyber capacity is fairly consequential, and it's coming. The federal government is doing its part to get ready. But under U.S. law, as you all remember, the private sector, all of you, largely decides the protections that is, you will or will not take in order to protect your sources. But let me be absolutely clear about something. It's not just in your interest that are at stake with the potential use of cybersecurity. It is the national interest at stake. And I would respectfully suggest it's a patriotic obligation for you to invest as much as you can in making sure, and we will, hurt, will help in any way, that you have built up your technological capacity to deal with cyber, with cyber attacks. First, to protect your own companies. Second, it provides critical, as you, as providers of critical services that Americans rely on from power to clean water. And finally, uh, your role, you can play in helping secure every American and every American's uh, privacy. So don't forget, okay, I need to, the reason I showed you that clip is A, because he told you, and B, is because any time we do something, we say it, okay? They say it. And they say it for some legal reasons, uh, you know, so it's not like illegal. So there is a reason why they tell you to your face. Like, just remember the, um, the, the, uh, the pipeline, okay, that was blown up, Russia's pipeline. Remember, you have Newland saying it's going to be blown up at the bottom of the sea. Biden says, we'll take care of it. And they go, well, but it's in Germany's, you know, uh, Germany's jurisdiction. How can you do it? And Biden goes, uh, I promise we'll take care of it. They tell you. And then when you reference that after it occurs, they call you a conspiracy theorist. But really, all you're doing is tying the dot, uh, connecting the dots in an apolitical way. And it's just facts. Okay. This is just facts. We're not on any one side. We are just pro all humans, all peasants, all of Earth, everything. We have no biases. We just bring you stuff that you're not hearing that could deeply affect your life. And I've said it before on uh, at the World Economic Forum this past year, they took a survey of their experts, whatever that means 89% expect a catastrophic cyber attack. Uh, within the next two years. And this might've been two years ago, that WEF, but I played on a previous podcast. And then um, uh, another thing uh, that happened was uh, Klaus Schwab said on camera, I played this video as well. He goes, just imagine if there was a cyber attack that brought down the whole grid, all the power, it would make, you know, the pandemic look like a little blip. Okay. So they're all, all these sources are on camera. All right. And you just heard Biden. Now this can't, I can't believe this came out. This is unbelievable. I mean, this is just like, if this happens, then this podcast is next level. We're I, I, the whole European banking system. Anyways, this is from Politico. All right. Biden warns Russian cyber attacks coming. The president tells companies to immediately harden defenses against potential uh, Russian cyber attacks. Okay. So he's also testing the private sector for the, you know, public private partnerships. Um, so it's a way to send messages to everyone, you know, with like a press conference, because, you know, the peasants don't really pay like, ah, whatever, we don't need to listen to this. But, it, you know, they do say things to signal to each other from afar. So anyways, uh, now let's play the message from this hacker. But before we do that, I want they, they post it. So this was posted in their Telegram channel. Now, I got this second hand, so I didn't pull this from the source. And, you know, I always bring you the source unless I can't. So that's why this is the first podcast that's secondhand. 
Okay. That's why I can't guarantee it. I can't say anything like that. I can only just relay it to you because it's interesting. And if it happens, then wow. Okay. So this was the post Russian hackers announced a massive attack on the Western financial system within the next 48 hours. The first task is to paralyze swift. According to our information, guys from the Killnet, revel and anonymous Sudan groups have united in this campaign. They plan to quote, repel the maniacs. According to the formula, no money, no weapons, no Kiev regime referring to Ukraine. Among the targets, European and U.S. banks, SWIFT, and the U.S. Federal Reserve System analogs to our central bank. For reference, Revel is one of the most active hackers in the world. That The guys have been known for stealing future Apple product plans, hacking local governments in Texas, and attacking the world's largest meat supplier, JBS. Now they will work with the guys from Killnet, who broke in August last year. Okay? Now. When things are so, now, could this be a Russian group? Absolutely, 100%. But if we've learned anything, it seems the way the patterns have been and you know what, what the facts actually are of these prior events that we've called on this podcast that have actually happened, uh, it seems like the culprit is always seems to be so far, so far, it doesn't mean it, it'll stay this way, is the U.S. government <laughs> is really, okay? The U.S. government and people tied to the WEF. That's been the case so far. Uh, so the elites, that's how we say it on this podcast. Uh, and so it could be an attack from our own security state, just like, you know, the incredible propaganda the last three years, the just incredible psychological warfare that's been going on. Uh, you, you, the, the mask is off. It's been off. I don't know what else to say. Uh, you know, we have, you know, listen, this is, this is not, I, I don't agree with any political party. You know that. Okay. All I'm saying is jailing the leading candidate of the opposite political party is not a good look, not a good look, especially when there's people in that same political party that may have had the same situation of taking documents when they shouldn't have. And actually in those cases, they were not the president, whereas this one was the president. Now I'm not defending it, but I'm saying it, if you're just objective and apolitical, it looks like political prosecution. It just looks like it. Okay. And all the other things and decisions that have been made the last couple of years uh, has not has seen very rocky and a lot of friction and not in the best interest of the U.S. for whatever reason. OK, you know, all the crime, uh, the amount of human trafficking and kids being trafficked at the border, the amount of fentanyl coming, all this stuff. I mean, it's crazy. The economy is, you know, teetering for sure. Uh, just uh, it doesn't seem like things are being done to up to lift up the United States for whatever reason. Okay. So, and that's not a political statement because I'm apolitical. I'm just telling you objectively. I don't know why people can't, people can't accept just the objective facts of a situation. They tie to one political part. It's no, no, no. We just talk about objective facts. Very, very basic. All right. Now I want to stop talking and I'm going to play their message secondhand, but this is, if this is real, and you know, oh, last thing I want to say is, you know that uh, the banks are in big trouble. We've covered that in detail. They could be trillions of dollars in debt because they had long-term bonds and then the interest rates just shot through the roof. So it devalued them. Uh, hold on. And so um, we know the banks are in trouble. So it would be, you know, 
it would be us potentially attacking the own banks so then they can blame the Russians for the financial collapse and bringing in CBDCs. We've covered all these plans in detail, so I don't want to you know talk about it too much if you've been listening for a while. Otherwise, go listen to the previous CBD ep- CBDC episodes, uh, the, the cyber attack episode. You'll be really informed about what these situations that I mean, where we know that this is all a cover for an economic collapse. The whole monetary system is broken. It's done. Okay. And if you got to bring it down, why not have a cyber attack that is your foreign adversary that you want World War III with, right? So instead of having the banks collapse and your leaders are in trouble, you'd rather point at Putin or Xi Jinping or whatever it might be, okay? But again, could it be an authentic Russian or China hacker? Yes. I think it's actually more likely that it's uh, a team that's part of the West. I, I, unfortunately, I, I'm sorry. Uh, it just seems to be the consistency here. Now, I'm going to stop going. There's a minute, 20 seconds. This is their video. Uh, listen closely. There are subtitles in Russian that, and it's English dubbed. Here we go. We are anonymous Sudan. Today, we are a direct threat to all European banks. European banks. You will soon be witnessing the most powerful cyber attack in the recent history of the world. Be prepared, because when we strike, it will be too late to make amends. Many European banks will be targeted and we will hit without mercy. World has gone mad. The reason for this is money. If God rules Russia, then who rules Europe? That's right, the banking system. No money, no problem. Revel is sufficiently familiar with the European financial infrastructure. See you soon. This is not a DDoS attack. Games are over. We call on all active groups to engage in destructive activities against the European banking system. No money, no weapons, no key regime. This is the formula for the death of Nazism and it will work. Within 48 hours, we are launching this global company. Nothing will save you and this is not a warning. I am just informing you. You have never seen such problems before. We are killed it. June 2023, it says. So a couple of reminders that were covered on previous uh, previous podcasts that are important to note with this. Um, let's see here. So um, uh, we know that uh, uh, as a Christina Lagarde, who's the head of the ECB, uh, she was pranked and she confirmed on camera. We played the video on a previous podcast. Sorry, I have to keep saying that. Uh, that CBDCs uh, for the European Union will be rolled out in uh, September of this year. Actually, it might have been October, September or October 2023. We also have a podcast episode that covered uh, the interest rates going from LIBOR to SOFR, SOFR, uh, which is changing the whole system on who makes the rules for interest rates, uh, whether it's in London or it's going to be the Fed, like, you know, in the United States, that's switching on June 30th, which is right when Fed Now comes out, which is July 1st. So that's also happening in two weeks. So you have to transition the whole monetary system to new interest rates that are actually different. Okay. And higher, I believe. Uh, so, um, so that's a mess. So, you know, a lot of und- things that, you know, we don't know how well and how smooth it's going to go in the next two weeks. So this makes a lot of sense to bring down the system. Now it's all stuff we have said. So this is not a surprise. Now, do I truly think the European financial system is going to go out, go down in 48 hours? I don't. This one to me seems like it's too perfectly aligned with everything we've reported. It would just be like, this would just be like peak clown world, like mask off, like straight up. Okay. We don't care that 
you know that we know, and we know that you know that we're lying, and it just doesn't matter. We're just going to do it. I mean, this would be the peak if in 48 hours this comes through and there's like a financial collapse. All right. This would just be nuts. So, no, I don't. But if it does, I suggest you go back and listen to those other episodes because then stuff that we've predicted recently that will happen in six, nine, 12 months, you might want to get ahead of the ball here. All right. Because this is really going for broke here. This is awesome. Um, it's not awesome. It's very bad, but we'll see what happens. So that's real. That's that. That is being reported to you in real time. Probably the first podcast to get you that type of information. Um, so there were a couple other topics that I wanted to cover. So there was an article or actually it was a, uh, uh, tweet that came out by, uh, Kanakoa, who was one of the best accounts, Kanakoa the great. Um, and it, it has to do with Pfizer. And so, you know, I, I want to be careful. I don't want to get too into this, but, uh, Elon Musk put an exclamation point as a comment to like drive more attention to it. So now it's 2.4 million views. He says new, a confidential Pfizer document dated August 22 shows the company observed 1.6 million, uh, AE, which is adverse events covering nearly every organ system. And it has bullet points of like 73,542 vascular disorders, 696,508 nervous system disorders, uh, 3,711 tumors, all this stuff. It's a whole list, right? And, uh, he links to, uh, he links to this, uh, uh, article and he quotes it and says the broad scope of injuries affecting every single organ system is simply extraordinary. Yet to this day, the FDA continues to criminally label the, uh, the shot as safe as uh, the Pfizer shot as safe as and effective. And so you click this link and, uh, let's see, uh, you click this link and it is a conservative review. So you got to take that, but, but they quote the actual uh, papers and you go in here and you actually can click from the year. So you might not have heard the news, but in recent months, uh, Pfizer's pharmacovigilance documents requested by the European Union's drug regulator, the European Medicines Agency have been released and you click this, all right, and the PDF downloads. Okay, so I was just going through the PDF, which is the source material. And this PDF is stunning. I just don't want to report on 100% because I want to make sure I fully understand it. But I'm looking at the adverse adverse events reports and like the amount of them and like what percent of the study and like like 3% myocarditis. Like the numbers are huge. I want to make sure I'm reading it right. So uh, I'm not going to report on it yet, but those documents are actually available. Uh, and you can go look at them yourself. Again, I always say you should do your own research and you should, you know, look at all the documents yourself. But my initial look at this, and I've only looked at this for about an hour or so, is uh, mind blowing. The percentage of adverse events related to the entire cohort or the whole study, uh, how many were serious, how many were fatal, uh, how many are still not resolved or unknown, like the case outcome with their side effect or uh, adverse event is unknown or no data is like 92% of the population. They just put unknown or no data, but not resolved is like another, uh, or let's see, uh, 64 and a half percent unknown, no data for the orange cap, 92% for gray cap. Uh, and, uh, res- uh, wait, let me see. Not resolved is a 9.3% and then a 4.3% respectively. The numbers are huge. Okay. They're big. They're big. I want to make sure I understand it. So I will do another one on this. And obviously it'll only be in podcast form because you can't 
for some reason you can't go through source documents that are part of that are given to the European Union on YouTube. It's bizarre, but whatever. Uh, anyways, I just want to say initially the numbers are shocking. So I just want to make sure I understand it and that I understand the percentages. I'm understanding them correctly. They're maybe they're absolute, not relative percentages. Uh, and all that stuff. So I'm not going to go into that in detail, but it is available. And I suggest that you check the description and go read it yourself. Always read it yourself. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to get into as like a bonus round here is do you were, so I was listening to real AF, which is real as fuck by Andy Frisella, probably besides this podcast, the best podcast out there that's most truthful and you know, just unbiased and just for real, um, tells you the hard truth basically. So really, really good. Uh, I guess he was a motivator business person, but now he, you know, he also talks about real stuff. Uh, it's very, very good. But he talked about how so many CEOs left their post, like left their position right at the point when either event or 201 was happening, like right when the pandemic, like right before it started, technically, like right before, right around the, when the first cases, uh, uh, kind of, uh, we in Wuhan happened. So like what he's saying is, is that there was an agenda that was going to happen. And if the CEOs didn't, his theory is that, um, Andy's theory is that these CEOs were told, this is going to be the agenda. This is what we're pushing. This is what's going on. You're either with it or you got to get out. And so many people didn't want to go along with it. And they left saying like, this is a conspiracy, I guess, like a real conspiracy amongst elites. Now, I don't know about this. I just thought we revisit it. Cause I looked it up and it's interesting. I can't say that that theory is true, but, uh, I'm definitely looking more into it. It's very interesting. So this is from NBC news. Why have more than 1300 CEOs left their posts in the past year? Boards have been too compliant. They're finally recognizing it's their job to be vigilant about chief executive misbehaviors as one advocate for corporate governance this is November 6, 2019. That timing is unbelievable. November 26. Oh, sorry. November 6, 2019. First paragraph says, Chief executives are leaving in record numbers this year with more than 1,332 stepping aside in the period from January through the end of October, according to new data released on Wednesday. While it's not unusual to see, to see CEOs fleeing in the middle of a recession, it is noteworthy to see such a rash of executive exits amid robust corporate earnings and record stock market highs, because that's what was going on at that point. Last month, 172 chief executives left their jobs, according to the executive placement firm. Challenger Grand Christmas. It's the highest monthly number on record and the year-to-date total outpaces even the wave of executive exits during the financial crisis. Now, when he said his theory and I looked into it and, I'm, and this is what I'm finding, I mean, that is very interesting. Very interesting. Now, since we only do facts on on this pod, we we brainstorm about what possible things you know have occurred, if it's true or not true. That's a legitimate conspiracy. We don't know if that's true or not, but it's something to look into, and it's very interesting now knowing what has occurred since that point in time and how chaotic and nuts corporations and people have gone. It's not that far fetched, that's for sure. Why at record stock market highs is there the most turnover of CEOs right at the time? we know that the, we're going to have a pandemic or the elites knew we were going to have a pandemic. Like the very first cases, right before those first cases, right before event 201. I don't know. I don't know. Very interesting. Very interesting. So that was the bonus round. So keep your eyes out next 48 hours for this, uh, <laughs> this cyber attack. I mean, we've talked about it here now, probably 
it was one of the top subjects we cover. We don't cover subjects on multiple podcasts. We don't do that. We're so ahead of the game. We have so much to cover. We just don't, we don't do that. But now we have three, including, including two in a row about cyber attacks. And now this, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. This is absolutely nuts. Anyways, it's great to be back with you. I'll be more consistent. Maybe it was a slow week. Just, you know, the former president being indicted for, uh, for, uh, um, uh, espionage, like crazy stuff. So yeah, that did happen. But I guess overall, it's been a little slower. I I assume that means it's the quiet before the storm, meaning yes, there's going to be a financial collapse or maybe, you know, nuclear war, maybe a war with China and Russia at the same time. Uh, you know, just like another day out here in 2023 where everything's chaotic, but people think it's normal. It's unbelievable. They have normalized craziness, chaotic behavior, erratic events, happening at the like that are so extreme happening every other week and people are like yeah now it's normal life that's fine what we're on the verge of nuclear war we have to we have to we got to save humanity got to save democracy if that means setting off a nuclear bomb yes 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 and in order to save democracy we shouldn't have debates and we should jail the other opponent that too i don't know i don't know i maybe a one-party dictatorship would be better for the american people i don't know something i tweeted out something to think about uh that's all i got for today uh other than that, listen, I appreciate it. Oh, please go subscribe to the John the Koga Show where you get your podcast. If you give it a five-star review, first of all, that would mean the world to me. And if you wrote something, it really helps. Like anything, like great podcast or just whatever kind of feedback. I love it. So if you give it a five-star and you write something, I will read it on the next podcast. Thank you all for being a part of this journey. Uh, we're in this together. If for some reason I can't get on the internet, I'll be getting Starlink as soon as I can. So we can stay in contact and the podcast doesn't stop. But listen, there's a lot of companies that make money off the internet, like Google. They wouldn't be cool with outages. So I don't know how that's going to play out. Like there, there's a lot of business models that are not cool with the internet going out. So you know what I mean? So we'll see what happens. I think we got a lot of people fighting back. Um, we'll see what happens. 48 hours. Keep your eye on it. That's all I got for you. The Jonathan Kogan Show. I'm your host, Johnny K. Subscribe to your podcast, YouTube channel, Rumble channel, Twitter at KOGZ. I'll see you tomorrow.